Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. This is part three of three parts of a program from August 15th, 2011. My guest, Firon Akhlaf. Can't think of anybody better to weigh in on the topic of Miles Davis and John Coltrane playing in Japan in the 1960s. And we had a great time. Uh, go check out parts one and two first if you want, or just pick right up here in the midst of this explosive Coltrane set from 1966 in Japan. Enjoy. Thank you. 
recording. If you're just joining us, you've almost certainly never heard this recording of John Coltrane in Japan. Everybody knows this one recording that's been released over the years since 1966. And um, this is from... Another night on that tour, the next night in Kobe, July 17th, 1966, the same band, obviously. Coltrane and Pharaoh Sanders on the saxophones. That was Pharaoh solo first and Coltrane second. Alice Coltrane piano, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, Rashid Ali on the drums, and uh, Jimmy Garrison, obviously the only holdover from the classic Coltrane quartet that had been together for six years, right up until shortly before this trip to Japan, Coltrane's only trip to Japan. This is WKCR FM New York. I'm Mitch Goldman, and we call this program Deep Focus when we have a live guest, which is the best kind of guest, (laughs) (laughs) talking about (laughs) digging into a live recording. That's what we're doing tonight, and I'm delighted to have Firon Akhlaf here. And uh, so this, now, before we started talking about this and preparing for it, had you ever heard this particular recording oh no no, no yeah no. I, I, this is you know i find this stuff i we get this from collectors and it's part of the kcr archives and um some of this stuff is you know just not known to exist elsewhere mm-hmm. so it's pretty thrilling mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. finding this stuff mm-hmm. um is this changing your ideas about this music because you specifically said coltrane japan not knowing that there might be recording out there that you'd never heard before. Right. Well, uh, yes, it it's it's a it's an affirmation uh, for me in a lot of ways. Uh, it it feels good. The last time I was in Kobe playing at a concert hall, um, it was a concert hall that was erected for the purpose of music to restore the community with livelihood after the 95 earthquake. And I actually did a recording, a solo drum record called Drums at Variations, um, that I recorded in three places in Japan, in Tokyo, in Kyoto. Uh, uh, and I and I and I have to say I'm a little bit remiss in not remembering if it was Maruyama Hall, so I couldn't bring that factoid oh. to you or not, where I recorded part of my solo record. Uh, I was now, digging. Do you, do you know this room? Have you uh... the one in Kobe? No, I mean okay. maybe, maybe, maybe. But in Kobe, generally, uh, the times I've played in Kobe uh, were not concert halls. Okay. It was. Uh, oh, uh, it's only been a few times I've played there. I played in the famous uh, 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 big j- j- uh, club named Chicken George, which was oh, yeah. destroyed over the or earth, in the earthquake. Uh, I've played at places in that whole Kansai region and concert halls, but I don't know when they says, you know, I don't know if I've played in that one in Kobe. But uh, just the way in which the whole pitch variances from the uh, the uh, recording fading its magnetism over the years. Uh, I I really enjoyed it because it reminded me of uh, you know 
what I might have heard on the Lower East Side 10 years ago mm -hmm. from several bands. Um, Naima particularly, but but many of the Coltrane pieces that are done that way, you've heard so many. We've all, as musicians, played that, and we've we've connected with that as a meditation piece. And to hear it in this fashion is very special uh, because it forces us to listen to the energy more so than the harmony. And, you know, with all that, yeah. all yeah. that disturbing uh, wave, well, uh, waveform. We FM DJs, we, uh, <laughs> there's a calculus we use that, that, to, to determine whether something merits play. And uh, it's, Musical and historical value is balanced against that's good the uh, audio I compromise like that relativity. <laughs> yes. And when the music is as significant as this, we we're willing to bend pretty darn far. Uh, that's good as uh, this uh, recording demonstrates so well. But um, you know, it's funny because people think of this music, this late period Coltrane, as such a departure and so mm. challenging. Yeah, I remember my high school teacher who introduced me to Coltrane said. Oh, yes, I remember hearing him live. Because, of course, once he did, I said, did you ever see him live? Did you ever see him? And he said, yeah, I remember him live. And, you know, after about a half an hour, I, I just couldn't take it anymore, you know. I mean, so we know, a, we know a lot of people like that who just, they really, they say, well, it's Train, and I'm digging it, and it's great, uh, but uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> when's, when's McCoy come? McCoy yeah. and Alvin coming out? Yeah, right. We're gonna hear. <laughs> well, but you know, and yet here's this beautiful ballad that mm -hmm. is very familiar, one of Coltrane's greatest compositions that they're playing, and in fact, the thing that's coming up next is even more familiar from the Coltrane canon. Mm -hmm. So you know, what are we listening for, audience? What are we listening for? Are we listening to be to, for someone to make us feel good okay well yeah that's yeah that's fine but what if we are now listening to put ourselves in a place where in giving our our you know taking off our shoes and entering the room of peace, leaving leaving all that outside world stuff at the door and coming into the inner sanctum and allowing ourselves to connect with the oneness, with the oneness of humanity, the oneness of, of sound vibration, the oneness with the universe. Um, it's upon this uh, uh, setting that I believe one can appreciate what Coltrane has offered as a new dictum, as a new reason why we are getting involved in anything like music anyway, and in, in the first place. I mean, you know, what, what, why would he want to stand there and entertain one? He might want to take you somewhere. He might want to be, if you have enough humility to allow him to you may actually travel on other spheres as, you know, he won't tell you that. Sun Ra would tell you that, yes. but, but culture is not going <laughs> to yes. tell you that, you know, so, you know, he's just going to, you know, just quietly go about uh, the business of being 
uh, the, uh, a redeemer, uh, being, you know, being a, a translator, being, a, you know, the many things that he was for many of us. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I just find I'm listening to this and I hear, you know, it's very interesting hearing Pharaoh Sanders as a young man who I'm very familiar with listening to as a, a mature mm-hmm. you know, prophet kind of player. And he's kind of finding his voice and mm-hmm. seeking things. And then Coltrane starts playing, you know, in the same tonality more or less. And his solo just sounds to me like an extension of whatever conversation he was might have been having backstage beforehand, whatever thoughts he might have been having. And it just feels like breathing. It feels like he's mm-hmm. in this thing mm-hmm. so far beyond thinking about... Uh, the banality of expectation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. he's in it. This yeah. is this is yeah. really really him. Yeah. You're yes. hearing. That, yes. That's yeah. how it's just strikes. Yeah, me and that's very a, yeah. That's a, that's what live performances can do. Fortunately, and especially when they're in a spiritual setting. So um, yeah, that's that's a very special moment. I think we were able to uh, have captured. I feel like I want to go and find out if Coltrane ever talked to publicly about what his experience was like in Japan and what he might have seen and heard mm. and impressions. Well, it could have been since he only went once. Who knows? Your first time there, you never know. You know. Oh, now, wait. I said mm-hmm. it was the only time it was recorded. There. Right. The only time played. That's <laughs> I don't right. know. That's right. I don't know. That's right. It, it, can be, it can be alarming, the jet lag. Yeah. You know. Uh, the, food. The if you're food. not used to it. You know, uh, uh, musicians are are never as bad as presidents. Like that, <laughs> the horrible one we had that he's, like vomited. He's in never his gonna meeting. live that down. You know, he? he's never gonna get past that. Oh, <laughs> but, but but you know, but yeah, it can it can be um, can be a little bit much, especially if you're pregnant. You know, I don't know. Uh, if uh, Turia was pregnant or not during that time, but when my wife was pregnant in 1988, we were there. It was not easy. <laughs> you yeah. pretty much eat cereal, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like okay, <laughs> jet lag, seafood uh, from the uh, yeah, you that know, raw fish. No, da, not, da, not da, speaking da. to you. It's like although uh, we are gastronomes and enjoy all kinds of international foods. Um, uh yeah that is uh one of the other things i think uh that is so special about this particular place um and uh a tr- they have the tradition of uh, musicians that are m- setting the tone for a spiritual experience. Um, That sounds easy to say, and it sounds easy to accept, but I don't know if we as American folk have gotten used to that concept, really. Maybe expand on that a little bit. What kinds Mm -hmm. of things are you thinking about in particular? Well, I could go all the way back to the, the kind of thing that I think about that I've read uh, about in Egyptology, uh, it's discussed how uh, m- musicians of, of of certain spiritual pharaohs would 
would not be interested in applause. They would not be interested in, uh, I mean, they might be part of the courtier and therefore be financed, but they certainly did not need humans to let them know that they did a good job because... We're not playing for you. We're not, that's right. It's not about, (laughs) you know, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's It's about translating that which the creator has, you know, put forth on this day and for us to understand. And there's kind of an impulse like that in improvised music. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, very much so. And, right. and Coltrane sparked it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, that's what we used to see all the time, you right. know, up and right. down Avenue A. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, that, but just having the standard as well as the attention span, which is very difficult for 21st century people. Um, th- that is something that, um, and probably more than any of these things, serving as a guiding light for musicians like me to see role model behavior that said, yeah, this is the direction to go. It's not, it's not about fame it's not about flash it's not about you know anything but you know getting to that place which when you work on yourself well enough which you know you know needless to say (laughs) i am still working on (laughs) um then you you want to get out of the way yeah. You know, you don't yeah. it's not about you, you know. You want you if you can get out of the way, then then great things can happen. Um the, these are you know, this John Coltrane was the first to really make it plain. So it's like the preachers say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so for that reason, you know, we're all indebted to him for uh, raising the standard of, uh, uh for why we would be involved in this music. I want to ask you, I'm speaking to Firo Naklaf, guest tonight on Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman on WKCR. And one of the things that's come up, and maybe people might just be joining us, you have a special affinity for Japan. Playing, You've played extensively with Japanese musicians. You've performed there. You've studied the culture. Are there things in this performance, both the one we're hearing tonight and also the more familiar album, Coltrane in Japan, um, do you hear something intrinsically Japanese in it? Only only once in this recording did I hear something that was. And it's a it's a quote almost. You know, where Rashid coming out of Philly, he might have quoted Philly Joe Jones from time to time. Right. But there is a moment where he actually quotes uh the cadence and uh, melodic information by way of the drums uh, that that definitely comes. It's almost like he he played a tribute lick to Japanese culture in his drum wow. solo. Yes, is that like a is Japanese has a Japan has a very ancient drumming tradition. Yeah, very own. very broad and ancient drumming tradition. And very distinctive, that hand-to-hand. Very distinctive, um, especially in the summer. You see people on the street uh, run, 
running, playing Shishi Yorori festivals. They have, a, um, uh, of course, the, the more common and popular um, uh, taiko. taiko yeah. uh, but, but there are several. In addition to um, the very few times you will hear a drum struck in no theater or kabuki, um, it's still a pivotal point in the musical program. Whether even if there's only one or two notes on a thing, you know, <laughs> it is signifying a, a major shift in uh, in energy focus and perspective. So and Rashid peeped that you think? You oh yeah, it. I mean yeah. it's you know you hear it. It's it's almost like he played, uh, you know, the the melody to Sakura uh, on the drums. You know, um, it. Wow, you know, and he particularly uh, is someone, of course, I know and knew personally and performed with, and and um, so I know his level of sensitivity and beauty, and and so I'm sure he was, I'm sure there were a lot of spirits around him encouraging him and 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 giving him energy. And there's a lot of quoting going on. I hear Pharaoh pulling out a, a Love Supreme quote in there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, they're there. Yeah, so they're, they're in his own. Yeah. They're in his own. And, that'll, and it'll happen. That that happens a lot there um, um, because it is, needless to say, a, 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 an emphasis on the collective experience. Should we dive back in? Yes. I think you might be familiar with this one <laughs> this is this is a stunning document we're in japan with john coltrane and the quintet but not the familiar tokyo recording we're in kobe the following night july 17th 1966 and uh draw whatever conclusion you wish but this is one year to the day before coltrane's death in the following year he's 39 years old he's approaching 40 and uh let's go to kobe on WKCR. Thank you. 
making the extraordinarily bold and presumptuous move of interrupting that continuous performance. But um, this program is not just presenting the live recording, but also the insights of our guest, Verona Klav, who's here tonight. That is a live recording. I was going to say it was, but it still is a live recording of John Coltrane, and a practically unknown recording of another date. Coltrane live in Japan is a touchstone for I don't know how many fans of Coltrane's music and message. And yet, and everybody who knows it knows that, but doesn't know this recording from Kobe the following night. And that's what we're listening to. Feronokloff is our guest tonight. And uh, I, I'm, well, I don't know. Maybe we've moved past that already. I was going to ask you how it was that we ended up choosing this uh, Japan theme. But I, I think we've answered that question half a dozen different ways. Well, as usual, it chose <laughs> us. You know. Yeah, yeah it kind of did. As did music for me. And, uh, you know, I think um, it's... Uh, for all my friends in Japan listening at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning, um, it, it's... Uh, nice thing to reflect upon that uh, you know for just for how long they have been participating in this uh, recognition of the arts of the Americas interesting how the mm -hmm. two fit together because uh, mm -hmm. that's not a given it's not obvious oh yeah oh, right oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting the things that kind of float to the top mm-hmm for uh, for Japanese fans and recordings that become these uh, larger than life, larger than what they are in terms of however many cubic feet are in that building and however many bodies might be in that room. Over the years, these live recordings become something greater. And uh, Yeah, well, yeah. the good thing is that um, in taking it on uh, – you had just like you had the swell of industrialism and and commercialism you also had the the savoring of the culture and the expansion of uh, a group of people who were really interested in the deeper aspects of the music and you had musicians who were interested in the deeper aspect of the music which is for example my friend Yamashita Yosuke who I've worked with in Japan for over 20 years, um, really trying to get inside the, 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 the chemical transformative part of music, not only uh, the light introductory into a, an emotional space, but to get the synapse going to where you can change your pH balance, to get the uh, uh, cosmological understanding that will allow you to not see the difference between one human being or another. Uh, all these things are, are, you know, we should not take for granted because, 
you know, we being of the 70s generations. And in fact, I just recently I met a guy who knew Victoris Kulvinskas and we were talking about him and Dick Gregory and all of the mm-hmm. other folks who helped raise our consciousness mm-hmm. uh, in several ways uh, um, during the 70s. Um, these things are 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 not to be uh uh forgotten and and they are really to be treasured and on and honored um so for those who cannot see for those who who may not be on that wavelength for those who uh might need this extra push to get into uh that place um, John Coltrane has always been a facilitator um, uh, for us, and and w- of course we don't want him marketed the way uh, <laughs> the, anything else might be packaged up and marketed today uh, without right, right. without bringing the true message. Because I noticed you said the message of Coltrane, not just the right, music of Coltrane, right, but the right. message of Coltrane is very important. Uh, you know, not to be fundamentalist about it, but uh, like you know, there there will be people who who will be though. I've met people all the time. I, I did a lecture last year in South Feldon about jazz and spirituality, and talked about how I've met so many people who talked about jazz as their religion, and 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 da 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 da. da. You know, so to some degree, we you know we 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 don't want to. Uh, uh, minimize religion by uh, by putting it in the category of arts uh, on the day of what is this today the assumption 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 the day of the assumption well, some good catholic call us up and tell us what the <laughs> yeah. day of the assumption is um today is the day of indul uh, uh, of deluge of rain but we know yes that, that we know but Here but 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 yeah we to to take these things seriously enough uh to know that you know ch- change is is occurring and and your artists are there to help you embrace change um means you have to have an, more than just an open mind open heart open ear uh you have to get rid of some of those standards that you had you know, be they melodic rhythmic or otherwise uh, locking you into the third dimension. You know, so. Well, it's hard. We, we like the things that we like. Mm-hmm. And we know the things that we know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about where you're taking me here. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking you to Rashid's drum solo, which is, you know, which, yes. is the, which is sort of the reason that I even oh, am here. Man. You know, that's the Jerome, well, first of all, hold on. Okay. I want to back up for a sec because mm-hmm. you said a name in passing that I think for many of our listeners' ears might need a little explication, a little, uh, or uh, enunciation. Artist you've worked with so much in Japan and here, who's of Japanese ancestry, Yosuke Yamashita. So that's Yosuke, Y-O-S-U-K-E is his given name, family name Yamashita, I-A-M-A-S-H-I-T-A. You've done how many recordings have you done with? Oh, about twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all—I haven't yeah. heard a bad one yet. So, uh, listeners, well, the newest one is with strings. It'll knock you out. It'll slide. This, this guy—he's a piano player of of 
just vast, immense, terrifying. Uh, um, well, he was of that young revolutionary hippie groups, you know, from the '60s, and and he was Cecil Taylor devotee, and and you know. But he's got he's got his own thing too. But he's, he's got his really own, got thing, his own thing, thing, and he's a you know he he's a great composer and and an author. More 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 significantly, he's a cultural icon that 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 has embraced. You know, not only uh, uh, African American uh, culture, but has written thoroughly about his experiences in reflecting his uh, traditions of his family uh, in Japan uh, for for a long time. So, so he's a celebrated author, in fact. Um, Yosuke Yamashita. Mm-hmm. And- um, I, I can't think of anyone else uh, 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 that has been. You know, so prolific, uh, both with the uh, for with embracing young people and bringing people along, and and you know, so uh, just a really open-hearted uh, guy, and and reflecting the culture that J- Japan is with humor for all of their ups and downs and frailties and and. A, and, a- and Goddamn assassin on the piano. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so check him out. Faroon, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. There's uh, Not enough time, No, is there? there's <laughs> a minute and a half left of the show. Listeners, let me just say as an aside, we will have to get back to airing the rest of this Coltrane performance because I know there are people who are just they're going to be wringing my neck <laughs> if we don't. So that will happen in the future. And... Um, I hope we can get you to come back and do another one of these. Cause this oh, has been you can, you can. You <laughs> every can. bit as much fun as I oh, knew yes. it would be. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have more to explore. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll make that one last reminder of folks, anybody who wants to uh, come and see me live and let me know that they disagree with me and or <laughs> or <Yes. laughs> and or see the band play uh some really fun but provocative music with uh song form uh, come to the jalopy theater uh it's www.jalopy.biz that's j a l o p y saturday's going to be a great great fun night yeah, make a reservation. It's it's affordable. It's friendly. You know, beer, wine, uh, casual dance, uh, party. Um, yeah, yes. it, we're, we're gonna we're we're gonna, and it won't rain on Saturday. The sun's coming out. All right, so. It's definitely you know, not going to rain inside the July. Get over theater. to to uh, Red Hook and enjoy. Red Hook is uh, uh, not quite overly expanded part of Brooklyn, so you know you you won't you won't be assaulted by a bunch of people on the streets, but you will you will have a good time. Last time I was over there, I saw a, 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 some folks in the community had set up hung two sheets out the window and was showing a film on the block. You know, oh, it's you know, that kind of neighborhood. Yeah, that's oh, where, yeah. Oh, it's really, yeah. really quite special. Firon Akloff. And let me also say, P-H, website, www.p-h-e-e-r-o-a-n-a-k-l-a-f-f.com. Firon Akloff.com. And... 
thank you so much for bringing the love, man. This was all right. It's been wonderful. It's been very special, and I look forward to hearing and seeing more of uh, this tribute to our great music. Mm This is WKCR FM New York. My name is Mitch Goldman. This has been Deep Focus, and we're going to roll out with that drum solo, just a little taste of Rashid Ali in Kobe, July 17th, 1966, with John Coltrane. (laughs) 